Hi, Shane Lawson here. I'm CEO and president of Thor Explorations, which is listed on the TSXV and also listed on the AIM market of the London Stock Exchange. We're a West Africa-focused gold company. We have our flagship project in Nigeria where we have the Segulola Gold Mine, which we built over the last two years through the COVID pandemic. And we're now looking at our first year of production, uh, hoping to produce about 100,000 ounces in our first calendar year. We also have an excellent um, ex advanced exploration project in Senegal, the DUTA project, which we're advancing to preliminary feasibility study. And we have an early stage project in Burkina Faso. Shagan, good to see you again. Um, um, uh, we saw you recently on a panel, and um, but before that, I haven't seen much of this story. It's a story I like, actually. Um, you said we hope to produce 100,000 answers. Your, your Q2 numbers have come out. I hope it's a bit more than a hope. Well, um, what can I say? Look, we've, we initially had our guidance at 80,000 to 100,000. We narrowed it to 85 to 100. We've narrowed it a second time to 90 to 100. And every time we've put out guidance, we've been at the upper end of it. We see no reasons why we shouldn't be at the upper end of the 90 to 100,000 ounces. And that's our target. And we, we, we're, we're, confident enough to anticipate we will be around that 100,000 ounce mark. Right, okay. Look, why don't we kind of just um, quickly kind of run through the Q Q Q2 numbers, if you don't mind, but then I want to sort of almost reintroduce the story to people who may have heard it before and some, certainly the people who have not heard it before because 100,000 ounce a year producer in West Africa is something that you know, everyone should be interested in. So if you don't mind, give me, give me the headline numbers on uh, Q2. Yeah, so in Q2, we produced just under 24,000 ounces, uh, 23,785 ounces. Um, oil and sustaining costs came in under $1,000. Um, so our oil and sustaining costs for the year, we still maintain between $850 and $950 per ounce. Um, what was really uh, impressive to us internally about Q2 is that we have made improvements in a, in a number of aspects, uh, quarter upon quarter. So not just in output, in grade, in throughput rate, in recovery rate. Um, and the plant is running very well. We're very happy with how it runs. Um, we have a very strong stockpile and where we went into Q3 with an excellent start and we expect to be at the upper end of our guidance for Q3 as well. Right. Okay. Th thanks for that. Let, let's just talk about the, the start of this company. Okay. It was a, it was a sticky start, right? Uh, Nigeria doesn't do gold at uh, high, high volumes. Um, getting financing in that kind of, uh, you know, given that kind of backdrop is hard. You could, it, The money that you raised was potentially, arguably, expensive money and you're going to have to refinance that out at some point um and of course you're doing this all during um covid supply chain issues rising energy costs it's been a tough period hasn't it it's been a, it's been a tough period globally for all our peer groups but but what i can say is you know we we managed to build this project largely on time and within budget um, we've managed to mitigate supply chain issues by stocking well in advance. Um, in May, we changed our energy source from diesel to compressed natural gas, which has absorbed a lot of the price rise um, shocks. Um, and like you say, we are the first um, large-scale commercial gold mine in Nigeria. It's obviously a jurisdiction known for its oil and gas, which means you know it has been a, a bit of a learning experience for us and for the country. And ultimately for also you know our financing experience um no one's ever financed a, a project of this scale in gold in, in nigeria before um and you know we've we've got a great project in terms of the grade it's the open pit reserve grade is just over four grams per ton which has meant we've been able to generate a lot of cash at very strong uh, margins 
as well. Um, so, you know, we've, we've managed to absorb the shocks. We've managed to operate through despite all the what's been thrown at us. And look, we're very well positioned uh, this year to produce um, as per guidance. Yeah, but you, you're, you're producing cash, but you're paying it straight back down. It's almost like the financing that you put in place was almost punitive in, in a way, in the sense it's very, very front-loaded. Is that Was that just a, the Nigeria factor? Or was this a factor of the fact that you were... You guys are sort of new to the, the businesses where it didn't have that track record and you know and how do you get yourself out of it well it's uh, probably a, a number of factors you know we we weren't spoiled for choice when we came to financing but we have an excellent financing partner the africa finance corporation um strategically they're a very good match for us um they didn't just put in the the debt they became our largest shareholder as well and they put in the stream so a total funding package for a first of its kind project of 86 and a half million dollars um However, like you rightly say, the financing was sculpted. Um, it's front-end loaded. Um, by the end of this year, we would have paid back about half of the $54.5 million senior debt component. And um, after that, um, the repayments are pretty low for six quarters, about a million dollars per quarter. Um, and then a couple of bullet repayments at the end. However, like you say, it, it's not something we have to refinance. You know, um, at this rate, we would have paid the full loan back sometime in Q3 next year or end of Q2 next year. However, should we um, should we choose to amortize the debt, um, something more flexible, um, uh, better suited to a, a, a company that's generating cash flow rather than a, a project finance structure that was initially put in place? It's something that um, you know I think would probably be welcomed um, by the market as well. So we we keep all our options open. We haven't decided on any at the moment but yeah we, we keep them all open okay so you say the market may welcome that and, and, I, and I think it would or should um what, what else is the com what is the market marking you down on because if I, if I look at obviously it's everyone's had a tricky uh, ride of, of late uh precious metals especially but you know you've been kind of moving sideways if not slight slightly down despite now being a producer despite now as you say with it with a you know re reasonable margins as well as well it has to be said um what else do, are they looking at you and going do you know what i'm not sure about these guys um i'm going to be looking elsewhere or do you think it's risk off for everyone and, and, and you're no different from the rest of the producers out there. I think it's a, a combination. Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of factors, but I think uh, painfully when we were building a mine and hadn't generated a dollar of cash, we valued a lot more than now we're generating operating cash of, you know, north of $8 million a month. Um, and yeah, there are a number of reasons for that. Maybe the, the sector as a whole is, is struggling. All our peers are struggling. Um, however, I think um, I, I, I think there are a number of things we can look at closely. It's it's a first of its kind project in Nigeria. It's it's never been done before. People don't invest where they don't know. So, giving investors that comfort that it can be done, um, and hopefully we're, we're generating that track record. We built this mine on time. We've built it on budget. Uh, we had a couple of hitches after our initial commercial production announcement in Q4 last year. We've since had um, nine months of very strong production, and hopefully that continues through to the end of the year. Um, and I think another key point, which a lot of investors, particularly retail investors, in fact, all investors, institutional investors as well, they look at the short mine life. We only have a five-year mine life. And that really wasn't a function of us running out of gold. It was really a function of us um, 
raising uh, painful dilutive equity uh, and drawing a line in the sand when we did with a, a leaving the door open to come back when we were generating cash and uh, implement more exploration. So we're, we're just doing that now where we constantly have drills turning close to the mine uh, within tracking distance of the mine as well. Underneath the mine, there's an underground component. And we're, we're, we're quietly confident that we will extend this mine life um, certainly within the next, you know, um, six to 12 months. And that's a, a constant process that goes on in parallel with mining. Right. So you, I don't think there's anything wrong with a short mine life as long as you can you show a road to increasing the resource and reserves um, there. I mean, Rocks Gold successfully did that um, next door uh, to you. Um, but what are you going to allocate in terms of budget for that? Because I say this front loading of this um, debt component is tight your hands a little bit. You are throwing throwing off a bit of cash on a monthly basis, but, you know, it, it's it's all... I mean, what are you left? What are you left with? I think this quarter you talked about six million bucks, but what does that what does that growth profile look like in terms of the, the free cash flow? Yeah, like like I say, after um, September, then you know we start building up a lot of, a lot of cash, and should we should we um, refinance? For example, if we did refinance, then we'd have a huge, a much uh, larger amounts of cash readily available for exploration. Uh, we do have an exploration budget at the moment uh, for this year. Um, which is just over five million dollars. Um, it's not. It's not where we want to be. We think we could, if we really want to hit this hard, we, you know, throw a lot more at it and have probably twice the number of rigs going. But our priority right now is getting the bulk of the debt repaid. Uh, we don't see why we would have any issues doing that. Um, and then come first of October. We were in a very good position um, to look at all our options. It's kind of an interesting, one, isn't it? Like I've seen different companies with different models when it comes to debt repayment or wanting to be debt free, and other people saying, "Well, actually, you know, debt debt's a good thing. Um, th th there needs to be some debt on the on the on the books here at the moment." Um, so it's you're not too far away from having to make that decision or being able to make that decision. Are there already offers on the table with regards to debt refinance, or was that yet to be decided? It's yet to be decided. It's yet to be decided. Okay. Okay. In interesting. But, but we we've kept our options open. Uh, but but that's not. There's nothing firm, um, and we haven't formally gone out. But where, where's your head at? Do you prefer to be like debt free and sort of in, in, in control? Would you think? Do you agree with the sentiment that actually a little bit of debt on the on the books is actually a good thing? Like you say, it's it's not a bad thing to have debt on the books. But however, our project financing, or should I say, our debt was really suited to a project finance style structure you know belts and braces front loaded now we've demonstrated we're an operating company um and we're running smoothly um i think you know there are certain advantages to restructuring that into uh, a more corporate style facility so no decisions have been made yet but all our options are, are open and i think it, it'll be certainly a win-win for us regardless of of what we do because we have low scheduled repayments um, which are slightly more restrictive, or if we do go down the avenue of, of uh, restructuring or refinancing, then there's a lot more cash flow to, to, to throw around. Right, okay, so you've allocated five million um, for the ex exploration bit. What are you looking to do? Are you looking for like tr true exploration, are you, or are you doing kind of, you know, the kind of small step as infill drilling, any kind of combination to kind of increase that five year to whatever it is that you're targeting? Because, you know, institutions like to see minimum 10 years, make them feel comfortable, um, you know, and if you 
given where your market cap is, you're going to soon want to kind of you know, increase the size of the institutional investment investors on your register, I, I, I suspect. So what's the plan? Is there a model laid out yet? Or is that, again, is that yet to be decided? No, no, no. There's, there's an ongoing plan. We have, um, and it's divided into three. Um, the first is near mine exploration, where we constantly have um, target generation for drills, for drilling. Um, and that's everything within a two kilometer radius. Um, you know, looking at from stream sampling to soil sampling. And then um, once we have a, a drill target where we're confident with, we start drilling. So we've been drilling within two, uh, three kilometers of the, of the mine at a number of targets. We do have what we call a regional exploration program, which is within tracking distance of the plant, but slightly further away than the near mine. So up to 15 kilometers, 15, 20 kilometers away. And we have uh, prioritized a list of targets there that we're drilling and we have assays pending as well. And then thirdly, once the rainy season finishes, um, like I say, we haven't closed out this resource. I mean, our deepest drill holes intersected very high grades and uh, under, currently underneath the pit that aren't being brought into the reserve. So there's no economic allocation to that at the moment. So one of the, the third aspects of our exploration is uh, filling in, doing some infill, filling in um, that deeper drill program. Um, we have done a preliminary economic assessment on a portion of the underground, now extending that, um, doing some more drilling and um, scaling up what we have underground and chasing these high-grade sheets of depth. And you've done quite a good job in Nigeria in terms of um, uh, was it re remunerating some of the, the people who have, are on your property, um, which is good. And, and, and you've, in fact, you've, have you actually built a whole kind of complex there for the workers on the site, I noticed? Well, certainly some glowing image of. Is that is that finished? Yeah. Look, uh, all our all our workers work on site, and then uh, majority of our um, staff are actually from the three communities around us. So most of them live within um, the exploration license area, and then the people that don't uh, don't come from there live on on site as well. We haven't had to physically uh, relocate people. Um, the the resettlement we've done has been economic people losing their livelihood in terms of crop destroying of crops um, so we have livelihood restoration programs as well um, and economic compensation for the land we've paid out a significant amount of money to date and that's ongoing and we've made a commitment to continue to upskill people um, to carry out livelihood rest restoration programs so alternatives to the the, um, the subsistence farming they were doing before we have a number of projects that have been earmarked for them which is a cooperative. We set them up, but they take over, and then they take the profits from that as well. Yes, it's, it's, it's interesting. In, in the, all the big talk about ESG last year, and then some, some companies sort of did it better than 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 others. And um, it, it's been interesting to see the kind of the push pushback um, this year in from mining investors um, on the ESG topic, and even even the SEC in pushing back on some of the funds who um, perhaps have set themselves up as ESG. Um, focused, not actually delivering. So it's nice to see something like this actually working on the ground. Um, right. So that's Nigeria. I want to kind of park that up. You also mentioned um, Duta um, in Senegal and also you've got kind of um, the, the Central Hyundai uh, project. Duta seems to be the one that you went to, first of all. I mean, what's happening there? And I'm, I'm sort of interested in terms of how you build up value there because they're slightly, you know, later, later stage projects. So where are you in Senegal at the moment? Uh, in, in, to summarize, we're, we're hugely excited by Dita. 
you know, it's a it's an advanced exploration uh, program with in a known gold mineralized system um, in a known gold jurisdiction um, that has over the last few years consistently delivered good results for us. We had our first major milestone last year, which was a maiden resource, 730,000 ounces, gradient 1.5 grams per ton. And we had a two-phase drilling program this year. One was to see if we could extend our main deposit, Makosa, and the second phase was to infill that at the high grades and also chase it at depth. We're currently uh, in the second half of the second phase, uh, if that makes sense. Um, so we're, we're looking at drilling about 25,000 meters in total. So hopefully by the end of October, that should all be done. And all this data is going to feed into our PFS. So we're doing our MET studies, our geotech, our hydro, our environmental studies. And, you know, like, unlike a lot of our peers, single mine producers where who go out to acquire a second project, we're hoping we can build our second project organically. Uh, we have the mine building experience and team. We have the EPC partners uh, and we have the very recent, um, should I say, experience. So it's something we're, we're very excited about. Um, the rest of the year should be, um, in, from a market perspective, the rest of the year should see consistent drill results being uh, released into the market from data. Right. So you're just about to DFS. Remind me about the PEA numbers on that one, because it's it's more advanced than I realized. Oh no, no, we did, we didn't do a PEA. So we did a maiden resource, and right, we were initially going to do a PEA, but the amount of work we're committing to doing now, we think we can leapfrog a PEA and go straight to PFS. Okay. Well, that. That's a kind of um, confident move. I mean, there's a, there's a maiden resource on it already of, of what? Of 730,000 ounces, uh, grading at 1.5 grams yeah. per ton um, in fit. And, right. and that was the same move we did in Nigeria. We, When we started doing our PEA, we realized there were, you know, we could drill our met holes, we could do our geotech, do our studies, and go straight to PFS, and, and we did that. But the, and the beauty here being that you can fund this yourself, can you? A different, different ball game, but okay. Well, that, that's that's extraordinary um, and interesting as well. Um, and uh, what about Burkina Faso? Is that so? Burkina Faso is, is a lot earlier stage um, than the other two projects. It's uh, closer to grassroots. We were in a joint venture, so we hadn't really budgeted anything for it for a number of years. We had a funding obligations with our joint venture partner, which was Acacia. They got taken over by Barrick, um, but we got back 100% of the project when Barrick sold its non-core assets in, in Africa in exchange for 1% NSR. So in, in Burkina Faso, we haven't fully decided what we're going to do there. Our real focus is Nigeria and Senegal. It gives us optionality, um, whether to deploy cash there or to do something strategic um, on the right commercial terms. Um, but we, we believe we'll, we'll probably make a decision before the end of this year. And had Acacia actually done much work? Is, is there much data to be able to kind of build a case and maybe flip it out to someone? Yeah, or as you say, you know, find another partner? There's a lot of data. They put in a, quite a few meters into the ground. They hit a few sniffs. No real uh, known system or should I say maiden resource. But there's definitely a gold mineralization. There's definitely structural interpretations and something to build on from there, certainly. Right. Okay. Well, look. Um, just in terms of your uh, time, I know that you're you're going to be heading off towards um, the US shortly um, to have conversations over over there. You've been invited to um, a big conference. So, what are you hoping to get out of that? 
I'm hoping to get the word out uh, to let people know there's a cash generative um, project in West Africa producing 100,000 ounces uh, hopefully this year at a very good margin with strong growth potential, diversified by jurisdiction, diversified by stage of development in terms of projects, and has been completely under the radar for the last five years. So um, it's just about getting the word out now. Right, right, but you're you're there talking to what? Well, obviously, there's there's a big sort of institutional gathering. Yeah, it's a, it's a big spectrum of investors: institutional, retail, and you know a whole bunch of a whole group of investors that I wouldn't ordinarily see in this part of the world as well. So very much looking forward to it. Good, good, good. Well, look, so um, good to see you. Thanks for coming on the show and giving us giving up your time um, to update us. I appreciate that. Um, Nigeria seems to be moving along quite nicely indeed and uh now we understand a lot of the moving parts and I, and I hope people i hope you feel that um you got a chance to explain why you built it like you did i, I guess it was out of necessity um rather rather than design as it were certainly you know uh i'm someone who hasn't got a 20 30 year track record in the mining sector um you know this is uh a, a, a Projects and a sector I've been hugely passionate about. Um, right, I studied geology at university, uh, started this company 12 years ago, and I've seen it evolve from you know walking around uh, remote Nigeria in a pair of trainers to the mind that it is now. Um, so we've had to be pretty unconventional. We've got to the production stage um, uh, last year, and we've been uh, producing now. And now it's time to, we've got, we think we have an excellent platform uh, generating strong cash and with growth potential um, to take it to the next level. Shigin, I think you've done a great job. Um, I'm glad you came on the show. Hopefully we'll see more of you soon. Thank you very much. Thanks.